Welcome. This is K-Pop Sunday, brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome. Today's topic is going to be all about Korean variety shows. Variety shows? Variety shows. I'm not sure. Today we're not going into the history of Korean variety shows, but we're going to talk about our favorite ones, because honestly, what is more important, history or who our biases is? Both. Both are important. <laughs> yeah. And what we do both are very important, but today and interesting. it is our favorites. So, JR, could yeah. you please start us? Sure. So, from the get-go, my idea of variety slash reality shows is probably similar to a lot of people in the States. There are, like, three genres. Game shows like Jeopardy and American Ninja Warrior. Then reality shows like stuff off of VH1 and MTV. So Big Brother keeping up with the Kardashians. Jersey Shore was a big one when I was young for some reason. And then also late night shows, which I feel are in theory the most similar to what Korean variety in reality is trying to do, which is promote the music or the show or the drama that the idol is going into. That is quite a bit different than Korean entertainment. So when I was going into this, it was quite new to me, the whole idea of it. And I'm sure that Korea has Jeopardy-esque game shows and like word-based shows and stuff like that, but I don't know anything about that. So that is not what I'm talking about today. But stuff like Survivor and Gilligan's Island are much easier to find counterparts for. So something like Law of the Jungle, which is a really fun one. And even King of the Masked Singer, which even has an American remake right now called Masked Singer. It has a smaller panel and I feel like it also kind of lost some of its charm because there's just so many celebrities in America. So going into what my first experience with reality slash variety was, because that is actually what this show was categorized as, a reality variety show, I saw this one-off season called Barefoot Friends and I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I've never heard it talked about or anything like that. But never. Heard and of I don't know show. how I found never. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure how I found it. I must have come across it on a Wikipedia page because three of the actors that were in this variety show I had seen dramas for, and that is Kim Hyun Jung, Yui, or Yoon Shi Yoon. And I, I mean, there was no other way for me to have found it because up until that point, I didn't even really know what Korean variety was. And I also watched things for specific celebrities. So if I knew someone was in something, I'd watch it because of that. But yeah, it was fine. I I mean, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and I saw that it had had 31 episodes and I definitely did not watch all 31 because it was kind of slow and a bit too scripted at times, which I feel like that's something that I don't know if everyone knows, but a lot of these variety shows are scripted. Like a lot of the actually funny parts, I feel like are not that scripted. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Korean variety, but yeah. After this, I found Weekly Idol and Running Man. Weekly Idol, I've seen so many episodes of Teen Top has a lot of really good episodes, the old ones. They used to talk for a while at the beginning, and then they would have this thing called a random play dance, and whenever the members got something wrong, they would literally, like, dropkick them. And this went on for episodes, guys. And then they got complaints from viewers, and they're like, you're not allowed to dropkick anymore. We're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know, that was great. Weekly Idol is probably the most well-known variety shows currently yeah especially in international fans 
I feel like. I've personally never seen an entire Weekly Idol episode, but I've seen so many clips because they're so good at just posting clips on YouTube now, since they have an official YouTube, and not back in the olden days when people would just rip it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had so many good corners like the dance challenges besides random play dance which they don't even do random play dance anymore and i feel like that was one of their best corners yeah was it them that started the do the dance but without using your arms thing i think technically that's idol room they're the same mcs uh same mcs they just jumped to different shows yeah there was some internal things that happened and they left weekly idol and started a new show ah. but yeah they had the rewriting the profiles i always remember those were really hilarious and they also mm. near the end of the original mc's run they had this segment called the masked idol segment or something like that and they would have rookies come in with boxes on their head and if you won all the challenges they had they would do a little like one shot for them and they could promote their group and stuff like that so that was really fun and I think overall it's just really helpful for new fans to learn about groups because they're always saying their names and they're playing a lot of games and they're showing their yeah. talents and stuff. So, yeah. And then I found Hitmaker. It was... Hitmaker was weird, I feel like, looking back at it now. But I really liked the idols that were in it. There were Vix members, GOT7, and B2B members. But yeah, after all that, I started watching a lot of group-specific shows like BTS's Rookie King because I was a huge fan of them at the time. So that was fun. And Infinite's Showtime. Showtimes in general, I feel like, are really good. And I wish that another season would come out. The last one, I think, was Mamamoo and G-Friend. But there hasn't been one since. And that was like two years ago now, probably. This was probably like the first variety show that I had watched weekly. Like it was coming out as I was watching it. All of the other ones had been from like two, three, four, five years beforehand. And I watched all of EXO's. The Haunted House part of EXO's is so good. And I feel like even people who are not fans of EXO, a lot of them have seen it just because the members are just screaming the entire time. And it's actually a pretty good looking haunted house and it's pretty believable. So that was a good one. I feel like a lot of these shows, they just have a lot of episodes. And while they're funny, there's just too many episodes in some of them. <laughs> but yeah, in 2016, I discovered After School Club and... Oh. Yeah. After School Club. I mean, it's a good show. I don't watch it very much anymore. The fan interactions were very awkward, but the MCs were fun and they spoke English and there was not as many subtitles as everything else. So that was kind of nice to not have to read <laughs> the entire show. I've never seen After School Club, but isn't that where I follow a lot of people that cover K-pop dances on both Instagram and YouTube? And I'm pretty sure that's the show where they show clips of fans dancing yeah, to yeah. idol songs. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and also, like, fans are gonna connect with them, too, and they're like, I oh, we're big fans, and usually, like, there's many times where it's quite... I don't want to use the word awkward. cringy. I mean, it's awkward. Well, part of yeah. it is it's live. Yeah, exactly. So there's That's a delay. a huge part of it, yeah. So yeah, at some point, I started watching My Doll, which it wasn't my favorite. I don't like survival shows Me in neither. general, yeah. but this was Vix's. But I do remember it was cool seeing Oof. Top Dog member, who is a former Top Dog member now, but Nakta was in it. And this also happened to me when I watched Icon's Mix and Match, I think. A current Pentagon member was on Mix and Match. And when Pentagon debuted, I was like, oh, I know him. 
I've seen him in something before. So that's the only saving grace about these shows to me. But yeah, I also watched No Mercy and I really love Monster X. That's one of my favorite groups. And I actually watched that one twice. Once by myself and then once with my sister. The first time it was kind of a trip because I was on the fence with a few of the members that made it into the group. But then by the time that I watched it a second time, I had watched Duckspatch, which is, I think that was their first group variety show. And it was hilarious. They're one of my favorite groups for variety. So they had Duckspatch, which had three seasons technically, I think. And then they also had another one called Right Now, which was really funny. But yeah, that and Monster X-Ray is probably my favorite. Well, I don't know if I can say this. It is one of my favorite variety shows ever. They play a bunch of games essentially, but at the end of each season, they had a K-drama spoof and they'd take multiple K-dramas that were popular at the time and they'd mix it into one. And obviously the members are playing the female parts as well as the male parts. And it's hilarious because they show the process of them making the spoof, but then they also show the actual skit itself. And I think they also had the reactions to the finished product and it was all hilarious. But yeah, I think my actual favorite variety show is probably Knowing Brother, which you can find that under quite a bit of names like Ask Us Anything and I think on Netflix they call it Man on a Mission. Men on a Mission? Something like that. But it was funny because Hicho, I did not like him when he guest emceed on Weekly Idol. There was something about how he interacted with the idols. I was like, what is he doing? Like, it didn't make sense to me how he was reacting to things. So I had like a certain view of him up until watching Knowing Brother. But then once I started watching it, I completely did a 180 and he is one of my favorites on that show now. And just in general, he's so funny. And I think that the concept of Knowing Brother fits him better than Weekly Idol did, in my opinion. And just the whole concept with dropping the formalities and everyone just having fun. So some of my favorite episodes were the one with Eun Jiwon and Noel's Noel? How do they pronounce that, actually? I don't know. Noel's Vocalist, which is episode 18. The 2016 uh. Chuseok special was really good. It has so many comedians. It was episode 41. Shiny had one of the greatest episodes on that show. It's a little difficult to watch now, obviously, but that was episode 50. There's an episode with Lee-Suk and Shindong, and that is episode 62. I think that was right after Shindong was discharged from the military. So that was one of his first things. And they were teasing Heechul throughout the entire episode. That doesn't happen very much on that show. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but he's usually the one that's like giving out blows. But this time he was kind of just cowering in his seat. It was great. I've seen so many of the episodes of that show now and really any of them are really funny and their specials are also really funny. But yeah, some other good ones are... Night Goblin, that was a one-off show. It went for, I don't know, it was like April to December or something like that of last year, and then it finished. Unexpected Q is a good one, I feel like, especially if you like our content, because its focal point is old music. Like, going into it myself, I don't know many of the people they talk about in general, but it's still really funny, and they have a really great cast, and they have a lot of celebrities come in and guest star on it, and that was cool. And they also have this really awesome segment where the Cox, which is a Korean, I don't know, are they considered indie? Yeah, I think they we have written posts they're about kind of them and I think they've always gone under now. indie. <laughs> yeah, they we usually put them under indie, but a lot of people know them. They would do this thing where they would make a medley of a bunch of songs and it is incredible how good they make this medley sound. The whole point of the segment was that each person had a part of the song and they'd play the music and then they'd have to sing the line and go to the next person and down and down and get the song entirely right in order to win the challenge. Yeah, some of the ones that I like a lot that I watch pretty consistently are Run BTS, which is on the VLive app, Pentori, which is a Pentagon.
Pentagon show on YouTube and also Pentagon's Just Do It Yo. I just, I watch a lot of variety shows. So I watch way more than any of the ones I mentioned on here, but none of them too consistently because there's just a lot of episodes of each. And yeah. Your turn, Onyx. Talk about what you like. So I'm not as into variety shows as JR is, mainly because most variety shows have so many episodes and I can't keep up. Like I go through periods where I just want to get into one thing and I'm not interested in anything else. But mainly with variety shows, what I look to them for is for information. Like when I listen to a group and I like more than one of their songs or I hear something about them, so then I want to get to know them better. Variety shows are the first place I look to. Weekly Idol is a good example of that. The first time I've watched Weekly Idol, it was because I wanted to get into Ladies Code and I loved quite a few of their tracks that I'd heard. So I wanted to learn more about them. And so I looked at their Weekly Idol episode and I thought they were pretty fun. But then they did other shows that was centered around them. Like there was one show where like, if you weren't an idol, what would you do with your life? Like what would be your career and stuff like that? And there were some really interesting answers and they had a lot of fun events like Unbi. There was one time where they were mentioning that she's got short fingers and I have very short fingers and she was just really funny. She's like, are my short fingers the reason why I don't have a boyfriend yet? And she's like, well, and she was just really funny. So I loved her. That was how I first found out about Ladies Code, like really want to get into them. Then that's how they became my favorite girl group. But before that, I'd not really seen any variety shows until I got to college. And the only variety shows I really cared about were ones that Super Junior were on because those guys are built for variety shows. Even oh, yes. people who are like shyer and don't really like getting out much, especially back in the day, like Yesung, he always tried to do a lot of things, but he was not as socially accepted to doing things or promoted more as much as he is now. Like he's very outgoing compared to when they first debuted. But Super Junior had so many different shows, especially there was one that they had a debut when they were originally a project group. And it was pretty funny because there was one episode where they were supposed to be going to sleep at the hotel they were at. They were overseas for an event or something. And it was so funny. I pretty much, if you're a longtime Super Junior fan, you know what I'm talking about. Where Lee Took went into this one room and it was Kangin and Yowook and they were wrestling and they were just, they were just like being like fighting around. But then they started following Lee Took around and they would just try to tackle him out of nowhere. And then they eventually started <laughs> rolling down the hallway and doing cartwheels. And then there was also one time where they took open up another door and then Hangung was doing like handstands and working out and Shindong was eating ramen that he, I believe he packed it. It was just like every single room he walked in, there would be two members in each room and they were each doing something very different. But then they eventually get all ganged up on Lee Tuk at like different times with Kangin and Leo Wook. And it was just really funny. I love that. There was also one that Super Junior did. It was around the time they were promoting you. It was something, I think it was like called Super Camp or something. But that's the first time where like I it was my first year of college and I was having a really rough time and I was watching that show and at one point there was something that Lee Tuk and Kangin were doing that made me laugh so hard I had an asthma attack and my, oh my roommate at the time we were not very close but she walked over and she like she was like shaking my shoulder she's like are you okay do I need to call 911 it was because I was laughing so hard at their antics and I just really love Super Junior because of what they did on variety shows they always did something funny they were always out of the blue and then like they had one where 
they adopted different puppies. And I remember that it was just very interesting seeing them trying to take care of dogs, even though a lot of them had pets previously. It was kind of sad, though, because the one that the Owuk really bonded with was very sick and ended up dying. And that really oh, crushed the Owuk. Yeah, it was very sad. And then there was also one where Super Junior's dorm was supposed to be haunted. And then at one point, the ghost tried to drown Tonge. And it was supposed to be like, this is really happening. And I don't know how much of it was scripted. We got some funny stuff out of that. Like there was one part where Hicho was going from like room to room to ask different members about what was going on. Then he was trying to like detract from the conversation. I don't remember too much of it because it's been over 10 years since I've last seen it. But every time Super Junior went somewhere, they did something funny. And what I like about variety shows is that they're a way to see the idol differently just to remind you that they are people. Because a lot of people consider idols to just be property. A lot of people call K-pop very manufactured and you can replace this person. Like that's very much an attitude. And variety shows, even though a lot of it is scripted, there are so many times though where they do shine a lot better than they do on stage. And there's some times where I'll not really care for a certain track or a certain group, but then I'll watch them on a variety show and they'll play a little snippet of whatever the song is. And then I will love the song because of it. Or it's also Mm -hmm. been a way for me to get into new artists. Like there was a variety show. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that it was when Super Junior was promoting Super Junior Happy and it was an episode the Wonder Girls were on with them and Yesung was my favorite member and I just remembered that the Wonder Girls were very kind to him and I was so used to generally on variety shows especially back in the day Yesung was like the butt of like every joke no one wanted to pair up with him that sort of thing and to see them being so kind to him that day I went out and I bought their entire discography I'm like you were so kind so I'm now a fan of your group I don't know anything about you not too interested in your music but suddenly I want to support you and I am interested in your music just because you were kind so that's also helped me get into it or like a lot of times you don't see older idols but there was one time Um Jung-hwa was on Weekly Idol and she was so much fun that I went out and I bought like three different songs just because she was just so much fun to watch on there there's one song especially that I just I had no clue that it existed and it was from earlier in her career and then I was just like you got yourself a fan and I've learn more about your discography. So a lot of times on variety shows, like even if it's really scripted, if it's a good show or not, really depends on the idol, I feel like. Because there's some that do like a great job, like Um Jung-hwa on, on Weekly Idol though, uh, Rain went on there one time and he very clearly just wanted to promote his new song and he didn't want to play, he didn't want to joke around or, you know, try something new or fun. And it really made it hard to watch, which is really sad because I used to be a big fan of his. So when idols really test out new things and go a different way and they're just ready to just pop in, there's some interesting things that can come from it that can make you be like really interested fan, really invested. And also, once again, it's very nice to be informed about a group and to see not just their music, but also get to know them a little bit better because there are so many artists to where I just have one song that I like from them, but I don't care to learn more. But with a lot of K-pop groups, if they're on variety show, then I'm more interested in sticking around and hearing more of what they're into, especially with VIX. Where like I knew a couple of their tracks, but I didn't really care until I heard that N was my age. He's, he's like two or three months younger. 
group. And it's like, okay, don't really know many idols who are, so I'd love to hear more about them. And variety shows were a good way, especially because they had Mydol, and then they had like, I believe the MTV Diaries, I believe that was what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and I just, I thought he was so funny and so like me, because he's also scared of heights, just like me. And there was a couple other things, and I just like really just attached myself to him. I thought he was so much fun. And I would not have cared or had a favorite member if I had not watched a variety show with him on it. Yeah, Vix so, is a, just really funny in general on variety shows. It depends. Whether that be their yeah. own show or another yeah, show. Yeah, they're that one of those groups though that they have very different personalities and certain people get along better than others. Like certain people, when you put them in a group, they're going to fight. And mm-hmm. Vix knows how to play that up in a com- oh, yeah. in a comedic way. And then they make it fun. Even if they're not in- having a good time, they can still turn it around and make it funny. Then that makes the show more entertaining to watch. And then they didn't waste their time and the viewer doesn't feel like they wasted their time. Vix, I think, is one of those groups where you could throw them into anything and they'll do something fun. Th- yeah. Those are good. Uh, Super Thank Junior you. is another one of those where you throw them into anything and then they'll do something outrageous. That also reminds me, there was another time where Super Junior was, they had a show where there were, there was like one or two non-Koreans and like they were supposed to help Super Junior like learn English and like study with them or something like that. And there were so many funny moments just with the super junior members like there was one time where they try to play a prank on hangung to make him think that everyone was mad at him and not that they they were mad at him but that they, they were starting a fight and it was really just them goofing around in a room and at one point they were dancing and then hangung opened the door and it's like oh you guys aren't actually mad like they, there were a lot of stupid pranks but mm-hmm. a lot of funny moments came out of that because they made it that way yeah i'm not i do not watch like I can't stand survival shows just because I get too attached to people and it's like no you're gone um, yeah. I, I'm also not a big fan of like Laws of the Jungle or anything like that I'm like I'm good like there are some funny moments but I yeah, it's just I don't it's keep up too with it. long the episodes are too long it's just that a lot of non stuff happens in those shows and they just drag it out for an hour or however long the episode is yeah, so I prefer, it could be cut down quite a bit but yeah I prefer variety shows that have a very like it's it's got a storyline, but it's got a very neat start and finish. Like, Tada, it's BAP was excellent. There were a lot of interesting things on there, but did you just call them BAP? The BAP. I've never heard okay. anyone call them BAP. <laughs> No. <laughs> but when they had Tada, it's BAP. It was just a funny show where they were trying to say, oh, we're aliens. There was just yeah. so many funny things like Jello being the robot and how sometimes he would just power down. And then also they had like members of Secret on there sometimes, which was like a fun collaboration with people at the different parts of the company. And then they had like an origin story for their greeting and their fan name. Yeah. And it was, and also like they showed off like their showcase. And I was like, oh, that was really interesting. But then they also had a survival show where it was supposed to be like a healing camp, but it was actually not. It was actually torturous for them. And that was still funny, even though they were very clearly worn out. Like when they, like uh, when the members try to sabotage each other, (laughs) there's a lot of that with BAP. They're trying to be together, but they also always want to sabotage each other. And that's always fun. Whenever you have like that one member who just must sabotage, that adds a very interesting angle because they're off doing their own thing. They're motivated by something different and that's always fun. But also though, it can turn around an image of a group. Like besides the Wonder Girls, I also think of like Dumbunchinki where there were so many different show concepts that they went through that they just seemed like a lot of fun. Like they seemed very overworked, but they just seemed as we are talented, but we also have a personality. Yeah, that's, I and I do like variety shows, but I have to seek them out for very specific things. Otherwise I don't watch them. 
Min, tell us about your variety shows. I know you don't like watching variety shows. Like, JR obviously watches the most out of both of us. Then I think it's me, because <laughs> I look for specific stuff, and then it goes down to you. So talk about it. Yeah, it's not that I don't like them. It's just I don't have the energy to watch it. So I watched a lot of exactly. clips from shows. The only kind of variety show that I've been planning to watch is Golden Tambourine, because they have so many great performances in them that I've seen, like in Sony's cover of BTS's Fire is just great, but that's more of a music show than anything else. It's like a karaoke show thing. Joke one from... 2am? Yep, 2am. I blanked. He has done many great things on Golden Tambourine, like the cover of Wa and of Born This Way and stuff. Good show. Only seen clips. Want to watch actual show one day. So is that the main one that you've seen? Clips of it, at the very least. Yeah. I really like it. It's fun. They bring up a lot of old songs. I also like watching dance clips from like Weekly Idol or other shows where they have either dance challenges or you can see an idol dance. Like, I don't know which show it's from, but there's one video of Taemin back in the day when he had not Sherlock long hair, but still long hair and wearing pastel pink pants and dancing, and it's great. Might have been Romeo. Yeah, might have been. Oh, 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 you know what else could have been? Their G performance. Did you? Maybe. No, he wasn't in G. He was with, he was in Tell Me Your Wish, but he wasn't in G. There were a couple other members of his group that were in that, I think. Oh, Key was in that. That was ages ago. Yeah, there's so many fun male K-pop group covers of female K-pop group song thing. There's so many good videos on YouTube of that happening. I love when we get those crossovers where groups are, who, especially when like you can tell that they're clearly a fan of another group, even if like they debuted around the same time. Those make for like the best performances. I, I love that. Like, 2AM has done so many songs like that. Oh yeah. 2AM is awesome at it. And also because they're so open to doing many different types of concepts. And then they're yeah. very serious about executing them well. Like, there's some people who, like, do it kind of lazily, but 2AM really puts in the work and then it comes out really fun. Especially at the beginning, 2AM and 2PM both did a lot of good stuff. Like, they were both involved with G cover. They were involved with Dirty Eyed Girls. Like, they did so many. Yeah, yeah they did so many good stuff. For other reality shows, I watched the first season of Unpretty Rap Star because Jesse was in it and I love Jesse and I love Cheetah and it was okay. It wasn't super special. I haven't watched any of the following seasons. I kind of wanted to, but I just haven't. There have been so many excellent female rappers that have appeared on there. Like Haze? was on there. Yeah. The girl from, I'm blanking, but she's from Clover. Oh, that's old. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, she was on there too. And like, she's excellent too. There've been quite a few female rappers on there. So it's like, if I hear a female rapper, it's like, then I'm not surprised when I found out they were on, on Pretty Rap Star. It's like, of course. I just thought of something. Is there anywhere that like shows like the ratio from the highest amount of like competition shows or just shows where there's a lot of artists that go on 
want to like do like a lot of big deal become big name stuff like the percentage of them because like there's like obviously like the 101s right. but then there's Unpretty Rapstar which I feel like almost every single person that's been on Unpretty Rapstar has been somebody like really big deal who's come out of it like show me the money is either hit or miss you either get someone who yeah very true. well known or you never hear from them again but I mean K-pop star they have a ton of yes pretty yeah. Yeah, you're people right, that yeah. have come out of K-pop star and there what's the other one called Superstar K is that it yes yeah I think that's the other a one. few of those have been really big too but so, so many of with that know. show though so many of them like ooh, they get the contract of the big company like the company doesn't know what to do with them yeah like yeah. the amount of the amount of especially female talent that have gone to either YGE or JYP and then like it just wasted their time. Like they got a semi-okay debut but not truly a focus or put as much resources into or care to give like them Like Lehigh. Yeah, I wasn't gonna oh say it but that's I who I was thinking Lehi. of. Yeah. That and I mean out of JYP just this past year Bic, Ayun, and Jimin left. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of too. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because they just they didn't release that much music while they were under yeah. there. Or if they did it was poorly promoted or something like that. But me in general, I, think- I don't I don't love music shows like that. Even in America, like after American Idol kind of dropped off in popularity, I just don't really enjoy them. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them, but they're they're not something I tend to watch. Uh, the thing I was gonna say about um, Pretty Rap Star is that a lot of the contestants are already rappers. Right, like, right. Jessie was, had already had many releases before she was there. Same with Cheetah. Same with the girl from AOA. Like, everybody already has a portfolio. Yeah. Everybody already has a portfolio of music. That's why most of them come out of it pretty okay, even if they don't win because it's, it's not a point. survival show in the same way as show me the money because a lot of show me the money while there are people who have already debuted i think a lot of them also have not debuted and they're just trying to get into the yeah. Yeah, industry yeah. right that's yeah. a good point though that that you guys made about how with on pretty rapsword they already have something then they go into it like that's a good point because so many of these competition shows like they are someone who either has been making music but it's not really come up to light or they're in a company and they just haven't debuted yet and they aren't really well known to the public that also yeah. may affect their long-term careers as well and whether it's like yeah they work but they're not you know big deals yeah weren't akmu yeah they also were show- winners yeah. of yeah. some show mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of other people who have won shows and then gone on to release music. We also have groups like Battle, which just completely flop because Shinwa had a thing called Let's Coke Play Battle Shinwa, where they tried to find the new members for the next Shinwa, which turned out to be the K-pop group Battle, who flopped so hard. They released like one or two songs. Their songs was good, it's just that the person who produced their main single, Step by Step, which is great, also produced Last For Well by Big Bang. So the song just sounds like last for a while so it went completely forgotten but mm-hmm. yeah there are many groups that just don't make it ever <laughs> well and also i feel like there are so many times when older k-pop groups will be like and we're gonna put together like the next greatest thing and then it just doesn't work like yeah um, you mentioned shinhua shinhua they also did that with stellar where they're like well technically it wasn't all of shinhua was involved in that 
But they're like, we're going to create a group. And they're like, okay, anyway, back to Shinhua. Or like, they just dumped them. Or like, Rain with yeah. M Black. Or like, it just, the list just goes on where it's like, great concept. You got great idols, but then you just dropped them. And especially because the way that the K-pop industry works right now is that they do rely a lot on the in-house people. It's like, okay, if you sign a contract, you can't spend on the contract. A lot of them can't do too much outside of it. So then a lot of times their hands are tied and they just waste their time because yeah. they're stuck in that company that's ignoring them for right now. And if they leave early, then they have so much to pay back. Although a lot of times they don't make a lot of money anyway when they're involved, when they're in that sort of situation. But to get back on the variety show topic, do you guys have any favorite moments that you can remember from a show? that has like really stood out to you that you haven't already mentioned? So I actually thought of a funny moment on a variety show that I've not discussed. Um, this is very old. So there was this show in the mid 2000s called Exploration of the Human Body and Super <gasps> Junior was the main yes! gr- uh, guest oh on there. Oh my goodness, I know and what you're talking about. there were a lot of funny moments, but my favorite part <laughs> was previously Super Junior had tried these really hot peppers and Super Junior was like having such a hard time with them and it was a very funny segment. But then they wanted to do the same thing with DVSK and it was hilarious because for those of you who are not aware, Jay Junk from JYJ or back when he was with uh, TVXQ, the dude likes really, really hot and spicy foods. Like he's notorious. Like he's a great cook. Everyone knows he loves to cook, but he's notorious for his love of hot food. And so you could just see Super Junior members and the hosts were just expecting to see DBSK just like crying and having such a hard time like Super Junior did. But then they were just fine, like no reaction to like the world's hottest peppers. And then at one point, Jung stops and he goes, hey, this would be really good in cooking. And then just like the host and Super Junior are just like shocked. They're just like, I don't know. And then I think that there was like a subtitle. It's like, is he the devil? And <laughs> and but then at one point, the heat of it did affect one or two of the other members. But just Jung was just just munching on it. And I just thought it was so, so funny because everyone had been saying, oh, he likes really hot food. And it's like, no, seriously, the dude can eat the world's hottest peppers and think it's great. That's the same one that it was. What is it? The laughing gas? Yes! Um, they had the okay. laughing gas. There was one also, one so part where funny. they all left, um, they all got out of a mini car or a regular car, but it was all the Super Junior members uh, shoved into the car. And oh then there was another one that was really funny uh, where they were underwater. And then there was also one where like they were supposed to get dizzy. And it was so funny because Hangung, like he was really good at ballet. And it was so funny watching this graceful man just like fall over the place. And then there was also one where like they were measuring like height and like how long you could stretch. Like, that whole show was ridiculous, but really funny. Oh, there was also the best part of that show I just remembered was when uh, they were trying to show, like, the digestive system. And they had, like, uh, the members, like, they were in a room and they were trying to see how much they could eat. And then, like, it showed them, like, digesting stuff. But Sungmin was the best part of that because Sungmin's like, oh, I'm really full. And then, like, they were showing him digesting stuff. And then they show, they're like... So I mean, would you like this slice of cake? And his eyes just lit up. And he was so excited that he was getting cake. And so then they gave him a slice and then he was eating it and he was just so happy. It was so cute. Yeah, that show was just pure gold. The best part is always when, with a variety show, it's when you can tell that the idol is having a great time, even if like they're really tired or whatever. Just them having like that moment of just pure joy is just so wonderful. I just enjoy seeing that. I feel like this isn't necessarily a moment, but just the entire show. I've seen this show multiple times, which is saying something because a lot of these shows are funny. I don't necessarily want to rewatch them, but 17's One Fine Day 
Castaway. I think I think it's called Castaway, or is it Castaway Boys? Something like that. For those of you who don't know, One Fine Day, it's meant to be like a healing trip type thing, and it's supposed to be relaxing and fun. And so when the members saw that they were going to be on One Fine Day, they were very excited because they thought they were going on a vacation. But once they got to the ferry, they were told no. This is not a vacation. And they gave them these little plastic bags and they were like, okay, you can only fill this bag and you're gonna leave everything else that you have packed. And so... (laughs) They give them like, I don't know how how much time to do it, but they're just screaming, running around, trying to shove things into bags. It's hilarious. And they just put them on an island and they gave them minimal supplies and they're like, well, this is the entirety of the show and you have to survive and we're going to make you work and we're going to do this, this, and this. And it was hilarious. They struggled so much, but it was really funny in the end because it was also just showing their teamwork and how well they all interacted with each other and stuff like that but it's hilarious overall and it's one variety show that i would definitely recommend to other people especially if they're just starting to watch korean entertainment because there's some korean entertainment i feel like if you start with that you are going to get off on the wrong foot just because the humor is different and you want to start with something a bit milder maybe (laughs) and that's definitely what this show would be but it's still funny i just thought of something else really funny Uh, Two things with H.O.T. Because that was back in the day when they didn't have as many variety shows as they do now. So one of them that's really funny is one time, it was around the time when H.O.T. was promoting candy. Like very early H.O.T. It was around the same time as Backstreet Boys were really popular. Yeah. And they met. Which if you know the Backstreet Boys concept versus H.O.T.'s concept at the time, like very polar opposite. Like H.O.T. being cute and them being more cool. (laughs) Backstreet Boys were always more cool than cute. Anyway, but I really wish that they'd gotten to meet up later in their careers because those two were compared so much when H.O.T. debuted. But then if you look at their discographies, especially towards the end of H.O.T.'s discography, like they went in very different directions. But there was one Mm -hmm. point, uh, I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with the choreography of Candy. But there's one part where Hee-Joon sits down on the ground and then he bounces. He's like Tigger. Yeah, yeah. And it gives him pure joy to do that. Sometimes uh, Woo-Hyuk or one of the other members joins him with it. Never Kongta. But at this point, it was just Hee-Joon doing it. And there was at one point where the members of the Backstreet Boys were trying to look cool. Then they ended up doing the bounce with him. So you just see like so Mooney June bouncing good. on the ground. And then Classic. the Backstreet Boys bouncing around on the ground with him. And it was just, whose idea was this? Like, this is brilliant. <laughs> but then there was another time, I think it was around the second album, where H.O.T., they were doing like a numbers game. Basically, like an addition uh, math game that they were doing, and uh, Mooney June actually has the highest IQ in HOT, which honestly doesn't really say much. Cause if you're a fan of the group, you understand what I mean. But he was getting so excited oh that he started dancing around, and at one point he was like flipping around while he was doing math facts, and it was just so funny to watch. The thing I like about HOT on variety shows is that if they feel like someone is feeling a bit bad, like they were genuinely insulted or like hurting or in danger, they will just drop whatever they're doing 
and they will make sure that that member is doing okay. Like they don't care if they get in trouble. That's just how they react. And I just, I love that about them. We've been babbling about our favorite variety shows for a while now. So I think it's time to end the episode. So in two weeks, we're gonna have a second episode about variety shows that goes a bit more into the history of variety shows and how they became the staple that they are today. But if you have any favorite variety show moments or things you think we have missed out on, please send us a tweet with the hashtag Kpop Sunday. And now for the posts of the day. The boy group post features MAP6's debut track, Storm. MAP6 is mostly made up of members from the disbanded group A Prince, and it's pretty incredible how different the two groups come off as, even though they have a lot of the same members. As for the girl group post, that honor goes to Kara for their classic song, Jumping. The final post for the day is Son Hoyoung's EP, U-Turn. Son Hoyoung is a member of the legendary first-generation group, G.O.D., so if you're not familiar with their work, his solo work, or any of the other tracks or artists mentioned, please check out our K-pop OTD Tube Tumblr blog, where you can read up on everything I just mentioned, as well as the honorable mentions. Today's trivia question is, who was the guest on the very first episode of Weekly Idol. If you think you know the answer, send us a tweet and maybe we'll shout you out in the next episode. Or maybe not. We don't know. Send us a tweet. Thank you for listening to this third episode of our podcast where we talked about our favorite variety shows. You can see more of our content at our Tumblr and also on our Twitter at KpopSunbay. All of that will be in the show notes as well as a list of the variety shows we mentioned. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.